Hi everyone, welcome to They Had Fun. I'm Rachel and I am back with season two of They Had Fun and I am so fucking excited to be back. I am so excited for my guests. I am so excited for these stories. I am promising you they are so good. I keep asking and they keep saying yes, so I'm just going to keep doing it as long as everyone's still listening and as long as people still want to be on the show. So let's do it. Let's get going. Can you tell I am pumped? Okay, first matter of business. You might remember at the end of season one, I put out a poll asking if people wanted Rachel's Rex to come back. So everyone said yes, okay? Except for one person. And I'm still (laughs) laughing about this like two months later. The one and only person who said, hell no, we don't want to hear these anymore, was my sister. My sister is the only person who who does not want to hear the Rachel's Rex. So against her wishes, we will be bringing them back in season two. So uh, let's get going with Rachel's Rex. And sorry, Abby, here we go. Number one is Sevilla Restaurant in the West Village on Charles Street. It is a classic. It is family run. It has been there for decades. It gives you all the feelings you want stepping into a classic New York City restaurant. I have been wanting to go there for, I don't know, like a decade. And finally, a few years ago, I went, loved it. But I always want to go in there and the, the bar is always teasing me, okay? Like I love sitting at a bar. I love getting drinks. I love talking to everybody, obviously. And it's always packed. Whenever I get there, all the regulars have already taken it over and I understand that. God bless them. But I've been in a few times and I can never get a seat at the bar. And this last week, I was so lucky. I walked in. I saw the same people I see all of the time. And I was like, hey, God damn you. You always get these seats in a nice way. And they were like, oh my gosh, come over, come sit with us. And in like a great New York moment, they let us come take over their party and have drinks with them. We got some margaritas. They like gave us some of their appetizers. It was absolutely wonderful. And we chatted with them about how their family has been coming there for decades. They know the people who own the place. Like they've watched their kids grow up. It was just a wonderful New York moment, a wonderful New York City restaurant. People working there are great. Food is great. I will be trying to go back as much as I can. I'll try to become a regular, but it's going to take me decades. Like go to Sevilla on Charles Street. Have a great time. Eat some delicious Spanish food. I cannot recommend it enough. That is my number one. Okay, let's move on to number two. When I was talking to my friend about bringing back Rachel's Rex, she asked a really good question, which is, have you thought about doing something that isn't like current, like a restaurant or an art show or something? And I was like, honestly, not. Uh, And that's a great idea. So it inspired me to come up with my second Rachel's Rex this week. And that would be the movie Kissing Jessica Stein from 2001. Have you ever seen this movie? I used to love this movie. It's starring Jennifer Westfeld. She also co-wrote it. She might have like co-directed it or something too. And it is just this wonderful New York City early 2000s rom-com with like a bit of a twist. You know, she's sick of the dating scene with men. So she decides to explore the like women for women section of the newspaper. This is the year we're talking here where there's like ads in the newspaper pre all of the dating apps. And she actually winds up meeting this woman that she really likes and they go on all these incredible just like lovely New York City dates and it's just a perfect New York City backdrop the early 2000s so if you're feeling nostalgic for that I highly recommend revisiting Kissing Jessica Stein I think it's currently no it is currently available on Hulu to stream you don't even have to pay for it so like if you're you know having one of these fall nights right now with a bottle of wine and you want to watch a New York City movie 
this is it. It's a good one. That's my second Rachel's Rex. I hope you guys are enjoying these. I hope you're going out. I hope you're having fun. And I hope if you're staying in, you're still doing something New York centric. Okay. That's like the ultimate goal for me at all times. Never enough New York content. Let's get on to my guest today. I am so, 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 so excited to have him. So incredibly lucky. I asked. He said yes. Once again, the theme continues. You might know him as watching New York, pretty much the best street style Instagram that is out there right now featuring all of the wonderful people of New York City. He's a photographer. He's been featured in the New York Times. He's been featured on NBC News. And some people are even calling him the new Bill Cunningham. So just holy cow, we got him. I'm so excited. Please welcome to the show, Johnny Cirillo. Oh my God. That was a great introduction. Thank you. <laughs> flattered. It's a true introduction. That is your resume. You should feel flattered by all the things that you've done. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. It's like a new resume. So it feels like it it feels phony. You know what I mean? Because it all kind of happened very quickly. <laughs> so partly with that, I guess, is that the Instagram sort of exploded and that has become one of your main calling cards now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I did it for a long time. Uh, I was doing it for about six years. Oh, wow. But it didn't get recognized probably until about three years ago when anybody really started looking at it. Before that, it was like my mom commenting, being like, <laughs> I like this. And I'm like, oh, thanks, mom. But like, it was funny. I would like post in the morning and at the end of the day, I'd open it up and I'd see I had like 25 notifications. And I was like, oh, cool. 25 notifications. And it'd be eight comments from my mom, you know, and I'd be like, mom, <laughs> I love you. Amazing. Thank you. She's like, but it's so good. You know, like you're the best. <laughs> I have the same thing with my husband who yeah, yeah. It, it's also inspiring just to hear you say that, to know that like such a small sort of like seed planted can grow into such a large tree or whatever analogy we want to do here. Sure. But my husband does the same thing where like everything I put out, he like likes and shares it and comments and like all of these things. And I'm like, thanks so much. Like, and he's just like, I just wanted to succeed. It's so good. Like, so it's the same vibe. I think those people, Kristen, my wife is like that too, are so valuable to have near you. And my mom, my dad, my brother, Kristen, it's important to have people to you know cheer for you and encourage you for sure i mean i feel like everyone deals with so much self-doubt yeah yeah and will just stop themselves right in the tracks of doing anything i still do yeah i just shot for gucci i doubted myself the whole way through it you know what i mean until they get back to me and they're like yo we love it thank you great job i'm like oof yeah when people ask me like hey i want to be a photographer what's your greatest advice I just say surround yourself with people that believe in you because that's it's there's nothing more important than that. I don't think you should question yourself at all. Like you just said, you did the Gucci campaign. I mean, that's incredible. I had no idea about that. Oh, uh, yeah. So we're not going to ask the usual questions. We have some questions maybe about <laughs> how yeah. no about how you decided to start doing this Instagram in particular, because I have to say, like, it's very evident. And it really comes across in the picture how much fun you're having and how much you love and enjoy the people you see on the street. It doesn't just feel like dry or like, oh, I like this and here it is. Like it, you can really feel your energy behind it. So I'm just wondering like if there was a reason that you decided like street photography more than something or was you tried it out and then it worked or what happened? The reason has evolved over time and grown depending on, you know, where I've been at. But um, it started the day that Bill Cunningham passed away, who was my favorite. Yeah. And he shot for the New York Times for, for a million years. So it started that day as just like, well, I'm, I'm just going to honor him by going out and doing this for, for the day. And then I started really enjoying it. And I did it for like a week or two. And then it tumbled. All of a sudden, it became like an obsession. I do enjoy it very much. I enjoy the game. 
the actual patience of waiting for the right thing, seeing something, and then springing into action and trying to capture that look. And then I enjoy stopping, relaxing for a second, talking to the people. Sometimes they're in a rush and they don't want to chat. And then other times we'll sit there for an hour and we'll talk about life and stuff. So it's very cool. It's a, And every single day is something completely different than the day before. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. You know, this is my job, but it just so innately feels like a New York thing that busyness on the street and people with great energy and people with great style and catching them and them wanting to talk to you. I mean, talked a lot about a lot of times on the show, people just think New Yorkers are assholes, but they're actually some of the best people ever. And I can see some people being like, hey, I got to get to work. Like, I can't chat now. But some other people being like, you want to go to a coffee? Like, let's, let's, oh, yeah. let's talk it out. For sure. So let's move on to the good stuff. Let's talk about the fun. Let's talk about New York. You know, my first question is always, great. when did did you move to New York? And I think we have a great answer on our hands here. So when did you move to New York? I moved here back in 1980. I'm an old man. Oh, wow. When I was born. I was born here. <laughs> uh, so I, was, <laughs> I moved here. I don't know if you could say I moved here. I, I was born uh, in Queens in Jackson Heights. Awesome. Another native New Yorker. Yeah. And uh, it was just me, my mom, my dad. And then uh, we moved to Middle Village. And then my little brother came along. We lived there until like elementary school. And then we moved out to Long Island. And then after high school, we moved back to Brooklyn. 20 years soon. Jeez. Wow. Uh, yes, I've been here my whole life. Your whole family came back or just you came back to Brooklyn after? Uh, me and my brother. That's so fun. So it was like you and your younger brother. And did you guys like get some apartment in Brooklyn and just party and go wild? Actually, he came out first. And then a year later, I came out. We actually ended up living in the same building, but on different floors, which was really fun. Oh, wow. So he had like four of his best friends on the top floor. And it was like me and three of my best friends on the on the first floor. Oh, I bet that was just a party. Oh, it was bananas. Completely bananas. What neighborhood was this? Greenpoint. Old old Greenpoint. Oh. It was a ghost town. When I tell mm -hmm. you ghost town, it was like bombed out cars that have been sitting there for years, that all the windows were broken. There were dogs, like actual dogs, just <laughs> like wild dogs living on West Street. It was like overgrown, broken, dilapidated buildings. It was a fiasco down there. <laughs> and we're talking early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. 2002, 2003, I think something like that. Yeah. I can imagine a lot of nights at Enid's, maybe Matchless. Yeah. yeah, of course. For sure. And the next question is always, why did you move to New York? And it kind of seems like an obvious answer of like growing up here, leaving, wanting to come back. But was there anything in particular that brought you back for the second time? Was it like, I got to be here? Totally. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, Long Island is a different place than the city. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's its own special place. And I have a, a deep love for Long Island. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. But yeah, man, I came back. Um, I had finished a year of like local community college. I was studying film and photography there. I was just like, you know, you want to spread your wings and see different people and expose yourself to as much as you can, especially at that age. So yeah, I moved back mostly to have fun. You know what I mean? And just live. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. Best decision ever. I love I love it. It's so perfect. Be right in the thick of it. It brings us in perfectly and naturally to our most important question of the show, seeing that you came here to have all these experiences and to have fun. Johnny, what is the most fun you've ever had in New York? Okay. I'm a huge movie fan. I love movies. I love going to see films. And I went to the theater uh, I guess it was 99 and saw Goodwill Hunting. I thought that this movie was amazing. Okay. But the thing that stood out the most to me in this movie was the music 
that I've never heard of before by a guy named Elliot Smith. Okay. And like when I left there, it's like all I thought about. We were talking about the movie and stuff. And I was like, yo, but what was that song? Like, I got to hear. And this is like way before you couldn't just leave and go put it on. Couldn't do that. You couldn't go to YouTube. There was no YouTube. Couldn't find it on Spotify. No, I didn't have a computer yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to like actually go to Borders, which was like a store that sold music <laughs> and books and get the soundtrack. And like I bought the soundtrack. A Borders. And I was just obsessed with this guy, right? This Elliot Smith character. So I would... Buy his. I bought all his albums, and he became my favorite, like my all-time favorite. His music is a, the soundtrack of a lot of things that happened to me growing up, from when I was like eighteen until even till to this day. You know, I still listen to him all the time. So fast forward a couple of years, I'm living in Brooklyn, and my brothers in this band at the time they were called the Regs, and the Regs were playing a lot of shows in Brooklyn all over the place. And Nikki calls me one day, and he's like, "Dude, I'm opening up." Uh, at the knitting factory for Elliot Smith. Oh my God. And I lost, I lost it. I got chills. Oh my God. I know I have goosebumps now just for you. Yeah. So I, uh, I like can't even like put into words, like to put it into context, like if anybody who doesn't understand who Elliot Smith is and, and doesn't never heard of him for, think about like the person that you love most, whether it's like, you know, it could be Lady Gaga. Imagine it being in a moment where your sibling or your best friend told you, hey, I'm opening up for Lady Gaga tonight in a very small, intimate room yeah. in New York City. All right. So that's what it meant to me. You know, that's what it meant. So, all right. we It's the night, you know, it's the night of the Knitting Factory. And uh, I remember that day, like Nikki and his the bandmates taking it very seriously. You know, like a lot of times it was we're partying, we're going nuts, we're wilding out and then we're going to the show and we're going to, you know. This day was like way different for them. I just remember like Dan, you know, he was the guitarist being like, all right, yo, we're going to the studio. We're practicing. We got to practice. got to be sharp. We want to do this. You know, like they loved him. They they loved him, you know, as much as I did. He was, we were huge. This was, this was like opening for the Beatles. You're painting such a perfect picture of <laughs> that feeling. This, this is my idol. This is my hero. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm guessing we're heading in the direction. Maybe you might even be in a room with him or something. So I, I'll let you continue on. So the, the boys left early, the band, to go, you know, set up and everything else. And I remember just being in the apartment, listening to music and being like, oh my God, like, I can't believe my little brother. It gets me choked up. Like, he's going to open up for this guy, you know? Yeah. I just can't believe it, you know? So get to the knitting factory. And uh, this is the one in Williamsburg that just closed down, right? No, no. This is the this is the old one, baby. The old one from back in the day. The um. Oh man, where was it? It was, I think it was on Houston and like Mulberry. Oh, okay. Okay. We go there and I watched my brother open. And I remember the first time I saw Elliot, he peeked from behind stage through the curtain on my brother's first song and was just watching him. And I was like, oh shit, man. Like there he is. Like that's the guy. I was mesmerized and I, and I was watching him watch my brother play. It was just the most like kind of surreal moment. Nikki played a great show, totally brought the house down. Just like it was the people were ready. They were so excited for Elliot. Elliot came out, serenaded the room, took us to another planet. You know what I mean? The, the room left Earth. We left our bodies. And it was just one of those moments where like I had to stop and look around. And like I looked at the crowd and just saw like the glow on everybody's faces. And it was just it was just like a fun, it was intimate. It was, it was, it was very, it was very intimate. And like, I have the goosebumps again. <laughs> totally. And it was just one of those like super radical nights in New York that you're just like, I can't believe. And then the show ends and, you know, everyone's still hanging around. The music comes up, lights come up a little bit and people are still partying and drinking, whatever. 
And Nikki comes out, grabs by the shirt. He's like, come on, dude, let's go. I'm like, holy shit. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like, yo, is he back there? He's like, yeah, he's back there. <laughs> and, you know, you walk into this back room and it's small, like a bedroom. You know, there's a couple couches and stuff. And there's Elliot just sitting there talking to Dan. Nikki brings me over, introduces me. And I just, I just flounder. You know, I just, I just fumble. I'm just like, can't get the words out. And I'm just like, Mr. Smith. <laughs> yeah, dude. I just like, I couldn't get through it. I, I was just like, I'm like, you don't even know. I, 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 I saw you when I went to the movie, I went to borders. I, I got the, the CD, my cousin, <laughs> Stephanie, you know, like I was, and, and then the, his attitude and the way that he was so calming mm. and he brought my temperature down like so quickly. He was like, yo, have a seat, man. I had a seat right next to him. He brings something up and I don't even remember what the conversation was. It was chit chat. It was, it was just, it was casual chit chat. You know, it was, what did you eat today? And and what's, what, where do you live around here? And, oh, anywhere else that I should go, you know, blah, blah. And then it just, within moments, I started to forget where I was and what I was doing because he just, he, he, he disarmed me. Yeah. I just remember the things that he was saying and he was complimenting my, he was like, that's your little brother. He's like, man, I couldn't, couldn't take my eyes off him. You know, he, he was, and I was just like. <sighs> What a great person. I mean, I'm not even like obsessed with him and anyone knows music, but not in any way like you are. And just hearing you tell us, I mean, honestly, I'm like laughing, but I'm kind of tearing up too. Because it's just what it's so easy to be an asshole, you know, and it's so nice and refreshing to hear this guy just being so loving and sweet and kind and complimentary. And it's your idol. Uh, It's incredible. Totally. Salt of the earth. He was like, he was just, he was just down. He just, he just got it. And he, he was just a, a, a good human being, you know, and like we left there that night. Like we didn't we didn't spend the entire night there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we hung out probably for 45 minutes to an hour. We just had a really nice night. Right. And then it tumbled into what I consider like the best things about growing up and, and like the best mo- memories that you have in life, which was we went back home. I lived with three or four people. My brother lived with three or four people. And we had friends that lived right across the street. There was about 15 of us, I think. We went up to the roof, had just one of those really good roof nights where you just are looking at Manhattan. You know, Greenpoint is right on the water. So yeah. we're looking across at the city. And I just remember thinking like, you know, it's it's kind of like when you're still trying to figure things out, but things are starting to make a lot of sense because of certain things that happen. And I remember looking at the city and thinking like, wow, we just came from there. Elliot's still there. Like he's probably inspiring somebody else right now. And we just talked like we, we all opened up like he inspired us to all be like yeah like i want to do this and like yeah man i'm gonna do this you know what i mean and like we had his music going we had like a speaker up there we were like playing his tunes and stuff and like it was just one of those nights that we just like you know you'll never forget because it was from beginning to end just like that's those special moments we stayed up until basically the sun came up the rest is history it was just like one of those special nights nothing crazy happened you know what i mean it was just one of those kind of nights that stick with you and you wake up in the morning with a smile on your face and you can relive it when you when you're down it's so beautiful the way you're telling the story everything of being at the concert but I love the being on the rooftop with all of your friends, seeing the skyline and it all coming together and almost like making you better people and opening up and talking and what are our dreams and what's our future. And I guess people could argue that, you know, you could go backstage at a concert anywhere in the world. But to me, this story seems very specific to New York City. You know, it it gave you that connection for your brother to be there for this, for your idol to come through. And then the ending really being like winding up in Brooklyn and and almost like finding yourself. The icing on the cake is just the skyline in the background. as like, yeah, for sure. I love 
love it. I love it so much. If not finding yourself, like, which I think like, of course, I think we, we find ourselves through pieces. Like I, I think maybe, I, maybe we all found a piece of ourselves that night. You know what I mean? Like you get pieced together. I think we're still, I'm still putting pieces together, but I definitely think that was a, a night that I'll obviously never forget. I love that story. It is like you were saying, it's not terribly crazy and it doesn't need to be, but it yeah. is incredibly heartwarming. It's super New York centric and it's super important to you. And I just loved hearing it. And like you took me on the ride there. I've got like goosebumps. I've got tears. Oh. My cheeks hurt from smiling. It's like all of the things. Oh my God. It's such a great story. So after this wonderfully heartwarming story, I have to ask you the final question of the show. Yeah. And that is, and I, maybe it's going to be pretty sentimental too. Maybe it won't be. Mm. Uh, what is your favorite thing about New York City? The people. It's easy. It's the easiest answer. I don't think that the city make, I don't think the buildings and the things in the city make the city. It's the people. Any restaurant that you love, any concert that you've been to, any venue you've seen, any weird DIY spot that you've been to is created by a New Yorker. Yep. And I think that that's the magic of the city is the people. You know what I mean? It's when people say, oh, the city is so beautiful. The majority of that was built by people in New Yorkers that had ideas and visions and, and thoughts and, and, you know, poured their heart and soul into this place. I think that New Yorkers are the realest people on earth. Yep. Like they have no problem telling you, you know, keeping you in check, but keeping it positive too. And uh, I think if you took the people out of New York, it would just be another another place. I think if you replaced New Yorkers with a bunch of shitheads from some other place, <laughs> nobody would like New York. New York is special because of the people that are in it. I think you are 100% right. And as I often say, it is an answer that many people say, but every single person has their own spin on it, on what they mean by it. And I think you're saying it in such a wonderful way of a new way to look at it is like, yeah, this restaurant was created by someone. This museum was created by someone. Yeah. This like bench for you to skate on was created by someone. Like this is all here because of the people. And and it it is so true. If they weren't here, it wouldn't be the same place. Yeah. And I happen to totally agree. And it is a great answer. And it is slightly sentimental. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I love that story. I love talking uh -huh. to you. And also plays out perfectly with you doing the people because that is exactly your niche on watching New York. For sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate you taking the time out to do it. I loved having you. Dude, thank you. This was this was a blast. Totally fun. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. it it's so nice when, pe when people ask you, you know, things like this to keep it fresh, keep things alive, like memories are just as important as like, I know you're supposed to like live in the moment, but a lot of times when you're living in the moment, it, you know, it goes by so quickly. The memory is important. So it's important to talk about things, you know what I mean? And, and keep them fresh. And like, it's what keeps the spirit alive, I think. So I appreciate you asking some very sentimental questions. And then we never forget how much fun we can have in this town. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I loved having you. But most of all, thanks, New York. They had fun. Awesome.